If you're going to self-manage your rental properties, you know I'm a big fan of finding that proper tool to get the job done. Well, we want to tell you about RentReady. RentReady is a really awesome property management software that allows you to manage your business from your computer or phone. Collect rent online and get paid. Find that perfect tenant with their screening and listing services and get your leases signed with the click of a button. And tenants really love using RentReady's app too. They can pay rent using card, ACH, or cash, set up auto pay, get renter's insurance if you require it, and even build their credit score through RentReady's new credit reporting feature. Did we also mention that RentReady is unlimited and all of this is flat priced? No tricks or hidden fees. RentReady is designed for people to manage their own properties so you don't have to worry about paying more for building your business. You can start managing and scaling your rental properties without scaling costs. And RentReady has given us an amazing deal to pass on to the REI Mastermind Network. You can get RentReady's annual plan for only $54 at RentReady.com when you use our special code MASTERMIND. That's RentReady.com, R-E-N-T-R-E-D-I.com with code MASTERMIND, M-A-S-T-E-R. M-I-N-D at RentReady.com to get RentReady's annual plan for only $54. You are listening to the REI Mastermind Podcast. Join J.D. as he chats with industry-leading real estate experts and professionals. We learn from their experience and uncover the strategies to their success that we can implement into our own businesses and we can drive immediate results today. They share their experience and wisdom as we build the foundation to our own success. This is the REI Mastermind Network. Well, uh, we have Rod Cleef on the call. Rod, I can't uh, thank you enough again. Uh, if uh, you're interested, hearing how Rod got into multifamily real estate and his ups and downs, I mean, there we had a history lesson last time Rod was on the show, a very popular episode. Uh, look for episode number 114 for that. But today we're going to spend some time on goal setting, the importance of goal setting, and maybe even move into a little masterminds and, and a few other things. But before we kick things off, I want to make sure everybody has Rod's contact information because Rod has a boot camp coming up on May 22nd through 23rd. And if you use a special code, you're going to be able to get it for 97 bucks, which is insanely And nothing's reasonable. being sold. And nothing's being sold. <laughs> and nothing's being sold. That's, that's one of those things that I can't stress enough that if you've ever read that book, Go-Giver, Rod is definitely a go-giver. There is so much free content through his podcast and his boot camps and everything. Definitely worth the investment and time. So, Rod, I really appreciate your time. Sure. Well, let me just mention this since you brought up the, the boot camp. Um, if you guys are interested, text the word multifamily to 72345 and use the code RODFRIEND. Now, it's 18 hours of training in this multifamily business, and I'm not selling anything. So, it's kind of a duh. Seriously, if you're interested in this business at all, um, it's drinking through a fire hose. And I've had thousands of people come now to the live stream. We used to do them in person live. And I had 800 people scheduled to be in Orlando in May of last year, a year ago. And we all know what happened with that. And I was freaking out. So if you go to multifamilyvirtualbootcamp.com, you'll see my happy ass on, on the lawn back there recording my video on my phone for that website that we threw up in two days. And uh, 
you know, and I need to change that out one of these days. But uh, yeah, we've had thousands of people attend. It's 18 hours, drinking through a fire hose, nothing being sold. And I've never had a complaint. Uh, actually, that's a lie. I've had a couple of people complain the breaks are too short because I do 15 minute breaks because I'm trying to pack so much stuff in. But trust me, they're harder on me than you. But uh, anyway, thanks for that shout out on that. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, it, it's 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 a great opportunity and people should really consider it. Uh, you know, we talked previously that, you know, a lot of the people that listen to my show are mostly uh, single family rentals, but uh, multifamily is always aspirational. You know, that's that's eventually where people want to land. And that's, where people, yeah. and that's the natural progression. Yeah. And, um, you know, you can't get there without some goal setting. No. Well, let's talk. I'll tell you what, let, let me do this, though. Let me back into that, if you don't mind, because yeah. I think a little bit of my story will kind of give it some framework. Um, and I think it'll, 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 it'll make it a little more interesting as well. So let me, let me, for those of you that have already suffered through this, forgive me, but I'll, I'll be brief. So I immigrated to this country when I was six years old with my brother, Albert, my mother's Vancha. And I was born in the Netherlands in Holland, you know, wooden shoes, windmills. And we ended up in Denver, Colorado. And we struggled. I, I mean, uh, we ate expired food. I remember, and and my mom, we had our cereal with powdered milk because my mom thought that milk was healthy. And and I remember I wore clothes from the Goodwill and the Salvation Army until I was 14. I lied about my age and got a job at Burger King because I was tall and could buy my own clothes. And so we struggled. And I, you, may, you may have listeners that had it harder than we did or have it harder now with this COVID nonsense. But the thing of it is, I knew I wanted more, uh, Jack. And so, you know, luckily, my mom had an incredible work ethic. And so she bought, uh, she she babysat kids so that we'd have enough money to eat. And she was a bit of an entrepreneur. She invested in the stock market, but she also purchased the house across the street from us when I was about 14 for $30,000. And then when I was 17, she told me she made $20,000 in her sleep. I'm like, what? Screw college. I'm not doing college, mom. I'm getting into real estate. So my first year in real estate, I made about eight grand. Okay. I was selling real estate to other people. I was a broker. I was actually a broker. You could do that with education back then. Now they got smart and you need some experience, but I was a broker right when I turned 18. And so first year, eight grand. Second year, maybe 10 grand. But my third year, I made over $100,000. So what happened between year two and year three that caused me to 10x my income? Well, what happened was I met a guy that taught me about the importance of mindset and psychology and how truly 80 to 90% of your success in anything is just that, your mindset and your psychology. And, you know, fast forward to today, I've owned a couple thousand houses that I've rented long term. I've owned, you know, uh, thousands of apartment units. In 2006, my net worth went up $17 million while I slept. And, you know, I thought I was a freaking real estate god. If you do the math on that, it's like $8,300 an hour. And, you know, of course I did. And I could barely fit my head through a door. And, you know, when that happens, very often God or the universe, whatever you believe, will give you a nice little smackdown. Well, that was 2008 for me. I lost that $17 million a lot more. I lost $50 million in 2008. And so the, uh, the reason I wanted to say all that is that preframes goal setting because people ask me, how was I able to recover from that? I mean, there are people that, you know, jumped out of buildings back in the Great Depression for losing more than that proportionately. I'm sorry, sorry, losing less than that proportionally. And how how I was able to get back and how I was able to have it in the first place was being very clear on what I wanted and more importantly, why I wanted it. So um, if you'll humor me, Jack, what I'll do is I'll share a process. Now I do, this is the first thing we do at my boot camps. It's about an hour, mm -hmm. 15 minutes. And um, and if you don't want to come to my boot camp, I actually did this on my Rod Cleef official page as well. If you if you DM me on Instagram or or Facebook or whatever, and ask me for that clip on the goal setting, 
we give you a guide you can use in the whole thing. It's free. I'm not going to sell you anything. I'll just give it to you. But um, but if you come to my boot camp, it's one of the first things we do because it's so freaking important. How are you going to get anything if you don't know what the heck it is, right? Mm-hmm. So what I want you to do is take a couple notes if you can, because I think you really think this, you'll really find this powerful. But what you want to do is pick an hour when you have a lot of energy, okay? You're well hydrated. You don't do it right after a meal and you write down everything you could ever possibly want in life, okay? All the big stuff, the little stuff, the houses, cars, boats, jet skis, planes, motorcycles, jewelry, all the stuff, write it down. And don't limit yourself. There's nothing you can't do, be, or have. So if you want a private island, a jet, a yacht, write it down. You just have to make a decision after you'd write it down. That's it. That's how you get these things. And so, um, but here's here's why this is so important. Just the simple act of writing it down is important because what it does is it triggers something in your brain called your reticular activating system. And what that is, is it's this subconscious filter. You're not aware of it consciously, but it it, it, it points, your brain points you in the direction of what it thinks you're interested in. And the, the easiest, simplest example is when you first buy a car. You never really notice them. You buy the car, they're everywhere, right? That's your reticular Mm -hmm. activating system. And it's the same thing with your goals. When you write down your goals and you associate with them, your reticular activating system will point you in the direction of things it will think will help you achieve those goals. It absolutely works. And I know some of you are like, oh, for God's sakes, get on with the real estate stuff already. I'm here to tell you, trust me, this is more important than that. Trust me on this, please. Okay, again, this is how I had 50 million to lose in the first place and how I got back to the success that I'm blessed to have today by what I'm telling you here. If it was just the technical knowledge, there'd be a bunch of wealthy librarians and college professors out there, right? It's the do, it's the keep doing, it's the pushing through fear, pushing through limiting beliefs or getting uncomfortable. You know, the comfort zone's a warm place, but nothing freaking grows there, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, this is what gets you through that. So, anyway, sit down and write down everything you could ever possibly want in life. And, you know, write down how much cash flow you want from your investments in, say, three years, how much cash flow you want in 10 years. Um, write down how much cash you want in the bank, say, in three years and again in 10 years. Um, write down also all the things you want to do in this lifetime, you know, the places you want to go. I've got a travel vision board. You know, write down the places you want to go. Write down, you know, you know maybe there are things you want to do in your bucket list, like climb, climb the highest mountain in the world or jump out of a perfectly good airplane. I did that a year ago. I'll never freaking do it again, but it's off the list. <laughs> Whatever you want to do, write it down, okay? And... Um, And so do that. Also, you know, write down maybe anything you want to learn in this lifetime. You know, if you want to learn a foreign language or a skill, if it's multifamily, for God's sakes, come spend a couple days with me. It's kind of a no brainer, but whatever it is, write that down, whatever you're going to learn as well. So it's not just the stuff. It's everything you want to do, be, or have in your lifetime, big things, little things, everything. Okay. So, you know, if you're analytical, by the way, don't stop and analyze it. Just keep writing. Don't let the pen leave the paper. You can always scratch it out later. Okay. But you want to keep that momentum energy high. Think of every possible thing you could ever possibly want. But lastly, write down who you want to help, who, th- who you might want to do things for, because we'll do more for others than we'll ever do for ourselves. And again, this is the fuel. The goals are there for a purpose. It's never about the goals. It's about what the goals cause you to do. And so write down who you want to help. You know, I bought my parents a house here on a canal when my dad was alive in Florida here. I bought him a car, took him on cruises. You know, who do you want to do something for? Write that down. And, you know, maybe you maybe have a cause you want to do something for. But anyway, once you can't think of another thing, I want you to put a time limit on each goal. 
Put how long it's going to take you to achieve it. How many years? And just don't overthink this either. Don't, those of you analytical ones, you know who you are. Just put a number by it. One, three, five, even a 10 or a 20. Recognizing that as human beings, we'll overestimate what we can do in a year and massively underestimate what we can do in 5, 10, 20 years. I'll give you an example of this. Now, I'm going to give you some personal examples. Please know this is not me bragging, okay? I just want to hopefully inspire you to what's possible, okay? So, I when I immigrated to Denver... I knew I always wanted to live on the beach, okay? There's no beach in Denver. And, and mm-hmm. you know, and I would visualize the palm trees and the sand and the surf and the waves and the, you know, beautiful blue skies. And 20 years later, I built this magnificent, um, you know, $8 million, 10,000 square foot mansion on the beach here in Sarasota. I had the, the beach on one side. I had my boathouses on the backside. And, um you know, it, that was unthinkable when I was, when I was, you know, uh, 18 years old, but I made it happen. So the point here is take the lid off your brain. If you can imagine it, you can make it happen. Okay. Um, so once you've got a time limit on each goal, uh, uh, like I say, one, three, five, 10, or even 20, pick your number one goal. I mean, that goal, when you get it, you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. You know, you've arrived when you achieve that goal. And if there's two or three that are equally exciting, just pick one. It won't matter for what we're going to do next. Now, put that on a separate sheet of paper. Then I want you to pick your top three one-year goals and put those on a separate sheet of paper. So, you've got four goals and leave some room in between them. And like I said, if, if you DM me, I'll send you the guide to do this along with me and I'll give you the link so you can go to my Facebook page. I did it on January 2nd of this year. Um, it was a Saturday. I did it and it'd be a kind of a pain to go all the way through my feed to find it. So, if you DM me, I'll, I'll get it to you. But um, leave some room in between them. So, at this point right now, when you're done at that point, you're ahead of 99.99% of the people on the planet that do a New Year's resolution that's forgotten by February. I think 60% of them are completely forgotten by February. Anyway, but there's a couple more quick steps. You need you, the, the goals are important, but why the goals are an absolute must is the real fuel. So you need to write down why you must achieve each one of those goals. And here's what's important. You got to use emotionally charged words. Words are incredibly powerful as you're writing your descriptions. So you might say, so, you know, words like beautiful, incredible, amazing. You want to use words like that because they'll juice you. Again, this is the fuel. So you might say, you know, so I can show my kids what incredible success looks like. So I can show my wife what it means to live a life of success and abundance, you know, um, so that, you know, we can do whatever we want. We have the freedom to do whatever we want, wherever we want, whenever we want, bring whoever we want. You know, whatever's going to juice you, use that and write it down and be descriptive and really give this some energy because this is the fuel. This is the fuel that'll get you to push past that fear of failure. You know, um, so so once you've got a positive reason why underneath each goal, there's just one more step um, for that. You need to put some pain in there. And I mean, make it freaking painful if you don't achieve the goal. So that I, I'm not a failure. So that I don't fail my kids. So I don't fail my husband or wife. Um, so I don't live a life of regret. Let me tell you something. I'm going to tell you fear, regret a whole lot more than failure. Let me give you a, give you a kind of an example of this. There was this nurse in Australia. Uh, she was a hospice nurse. And so she took care of patients when they were about to die. Her name was Bronnie Ware. And she asked him a question, Jack. And the question was, do you have any regrets? And she wrote a book about it. It's called The Five Regrets of Dying. You know what the number one regret was? It was not living the life I could have lived, living someone else's life, not doing what I know I'm capable of. Guys, 
I can't think of anything worse than that. And so this is what prevents that from happening. This is what Napoleon Hill calls a burning desire in his book, Think and Grow Rich. This is what creates that, which you must have to, to, to go achieve your goals. Because, you know, if you're willing to work like most people won't for a few years, two or three years, three, four years, you'll live the rest of your life like most people can't. But this is the fuel that makes that happen. So again, put some pain in there. And lastly, get pictures of your goals or make some declarations to people that will not diminish your dreams. And that's another thing. Be very, very careful who you share your dreams with and who you allow to influence you. Most people for their peer group default to their friends or people they went to school with or people they work with. That's not always the best thing because out of their fear of losing you or fear of their failure or fear period or jealousy or so many other reasons, they may hold you back. So be very, very careful. And sometimes it's family. So I would tell you, love your family, but be very careful in choosing your peers because you will become them in every aspect, healthy, happy, and financial. You will become those five people you hang out with. It's absolute fact. So be very, very selective. Anyway, so go get pictures of your goals. Let me give you some examples of this. I'll give you a couple of public examples. The actor Jim Carrey, when he was flat broke, wrote himself a check for $10 million. Google it, Jim Carrey check, you'll see it. And um, by the way, those of you millennials, a check is something we used to use to pay for things. It's, I know it's Venmo now or whatever that was. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so he wrote himself a check for 10 million bucks and he used to go up by the Hollywood sign and he would look at it and visualize cashing it when he was broke. And that's how much money he made for Dumb and Dumber. In fact, he, he buried that check with his father who believed in his dream. True story. And, uh, but anyway, uh, another more recent example is Demi Lovato, the singer. When she was an unknown 10 years ago, Posted on social media, one day I'm going to sing the Super Bowl, uh, sing the national anthem at the Super Bowl. Not this last one. Go watch who sang it the year, the year before. So I'll give you some personal examples for me. When I was 18, I got my real estate broker's license. I was going to be rich selling other people's houses, right? <laughs> but I figured I had to have a four-door car. So I got this four-door Ford Granada, piece of you-know-what, bench seat in the front, just a piece of crap. And but I figured that's what I had to have to show people houses. And even though I never really did that, but, but I worked with a guy who had a Corvette and he let me drive it. And that's a key piece, that experiential piece. If there's something you want, go test drive the car, go try on the watch, go, go to the open house of the house like the one you want. In fact, back in February of last year, Valentine's Day, I took my bride to uh, Miami for the Miami Yacht Show. We stayed at a really nice hotel and I spent way too much money on stupid shit like watches and I bought a boat and jet skis, but that's another story. But what I did was I went to that yacht show because I, 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 Tiffy and I have been to the Amalfi Coast in Italy. Have you ever been there, Jack? No. The Southern, oh my God, it's spectacular. They have these, you know, these villages that go up the hillside, just beyond, you can't imagine this kind of beauty. And there's hundreds of yachts. And I told, I told my wife, baby, we're going to rent a yacht or own a yacht. And we're going to go around the, we're going to from Spain, go around the Horn of Italy, go to Greece, Croatia. And so that's, that's a definite item on my bucket list. And so I BS my way at this yacht show. I BS my way onto these 150, 200 foot yachts, you know, flashing the watch and stupid shit and, and, and talking, talking up a good game. And I'd sit in the captain's chair like I owned it. I'd walk around like I owned it. I laid on the bed like I owned it. Why? Because it freaking works. Okay. And so anyway, um, whatever it is, go experience it. So um, I drove that, that Corvette. And this is, again, this is 19, 
maybe 79 or 80. Okay. And, and so I got a picture of a Corvette cause I was, I drove that thing. I'm like, Oh my God, this is incredible. So I got a picture of a Corvette out of a magazine. Nobody even thought of the internet yet. And I got a picture out of a magazine and I put it on the visor of my four door bone ugly Granada. So every time I sat in the car, it was right there in front of me within a year or two I had a beautiful Corvette. I'm going to give you some more examples. Please know I'm not bragging here because this stuff doesn't even interest me anymore, but I'm hoping to inspire you. Okay. So this is back when the TV show Magnum PI was out. Actor's name was Tom Selleck. Okay. And uh, he was a detective, I think in Hawaii, but this is the first time I'd seen an exotic car. It was a Ferrari 308. I'm like, oh my God, that thing's amazing. So I got a picture of that actual car and put on the visor of my Corvette. Within a year, I had a Maserati look just like it. Last example, I always wanted a Lamborghini once I knew what exotic cars were. And I had posters in my, you know, my room and I'd, you know, visualize these Lamborghinis. And what's interesting is my son, when he was nine years old, collected exotic models of car, uh, models of exotic cars. He had Ferraris and Lambos and all sorts of stuff. And he had a model of exact same color and style that I ended up buying which ultimately wrecked, but we don't need to go there. But, uh, but anyway, get pictures. In fact, let me show you something. Do you, you put these on YouTube, right? Yep. Sure okay. Do. Let me show you something. So this is my planner. Yes. I'm a dinosaur. I use a paper planner. Now I've had this for 20 years. I've had different binders. It used to be called a day timer and luckily the holes lined up, but now it's a Franklin Covey planner. But in the back of this thing, I've got pictures that have been in here for 20 years. Okay. Now the first pictures are my gratitude pictures, pictures of my kids when they were young because everything starts from a place of gratitude. I've even got a vision board. It's nothing but gratitude. This is how you manifest what you want into your life, guys, with gratitude. Very important. So these are pictures of my kids when they were young. But then I've got pictures, you know, that house I built on the beach. I mean, this place was spectacular, but this is what it looked like. I had 10 foot high glass like that, travertine floors. It looked just like that. And this is way before I built it. And then below here, it, it, this, by the way, this green screen behind me, that's a picture of my backyard. Okay. Now, let me show you something. Now, those of you on iTunes can't see this, so I'm just going to describe it. But did you see the wall behind me? See that wall? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. See these bottom pictures? See the wall in those pictures? Yeah. This is, these pictures were there before I ever built this place or forever I ever bought this place. So, you know, it's just crazy how, how the universe works or God. And then I've got pictures of Stupid shit like watches. I got a few hundred thousand dollars worth of watches. The Lamborghini, before I ever got it, there's a picture. Rolls Royce, Bentley, all this stuff that I thought was important at one time, but I got it because I had pictures. So again, I know you analytical ones are going, oh, for God's sakes, please start talking about buying multifamily or real estate. But this is this is this is the juice. This is the 80 to 90% that makes it happen. Trust me, because you know, you got to be able to push through that fear and those limiting beliefs. So get pictures, put them around you, do screensavers, do whatever you, I've got pictures on the walls. There's yachts there and other things that I think are important now, declarations on my wall up here, you know, things that, things that, that'll juice me. And even if they just end up in my subconscious, it's still working anyway. So I just wanted to share that. Hopefully that adds some value. Yeah, that adds a ton of value. I can't stress it enough as well. I mean, I know my listeners get tired of me saying this, um, and what you've done is expound on on a phrase I, I say repeatedly. If uh, Once you put it down on paper, it becomes a target. Up until then, it's only a dream. Yeah. And then when you schedule it, it becomes real. So once you do your goals, make sure you write down one little thing and one big thing for those four goals that you're going to do immediately. And I'll, I'll I, if you if you join me for, you know, when I do this live for an hour, that's one of the final things that I have you do. And then I also have you write down who you have to become to achieve those goals, the traits, 
fearless, driven, loving, giving, whatever those traits are that are already inside of you, but you got to bring them out and you've got to identify with them. So you, so you write down the person it's going to take to achieve those amazing goals as well. So that's part of what I do at my boot camp, and and uh, and then also again, you can if you DM me, I'll get it to you. But uh, let me say one other thing before I forget, Jack, as it relates to goals. So. I told you I built that house on the beach. So, you know, it took me 20 years to build that house on the beach that, you know, an $8 million place. And, and I mean, just to describe it, it was spectacular. I mean, there was a giant waterfall from the second floor balcony into the pool. You know, um, you had to swim through the, you had to go through the waterfall to get in the pool. The pool had these, um, you know, trees that I paid, you know, tens of thousands for that bent out over and then went up. I mean, the pool was in magazines, uh, you know, elevator, wine cellar. I mean, I could go on and on. I, again, I own the beach on one side and my boats on the back. So I'd give you an idea. There was a big spiral staircase up through the middle of the house. On the second floor, I had aquariums that I had custom built around the spiral staircase that cost me almost 200 grand. So it gives you an idea of the house. So anyway, two months after I moved in, so I worked for this thing for 20 years. Two months after I moved in, I'm floating in the pool at night. My family's inside sleeping. Pool's changing colors at, you know, fiber optic lighting, it's changing colors. And I look up at this testament to my ego, which is really what it was. It was something I mm-hmm. built to prove to the world I was good enough. And that's the truth of it. Um, and I got depressed. And I mean, I mean, I, I didn't just get bummed. I got really bummed. I'm like, what the hell? I've just achieved success like times a thousand. How could I be bummed out right now? Well, there's several things going on. They relate to goals. So this is really important. So number one is it's never about the goals. The goal, you need the goals. But, but the goal is to drive you and push you and pull you and, and get you off your butt to go make things happen. But it's about who you become on your path to those goals. The goals won't make you happy. Your continual progress and growth is what makes you happy. And so one of the things I do, in fact, on that goal setting thing, if you come and DM me, I'll give it to you or come to my boot camp. I, I go through this planning process. It takes about 15 minutes, but it's an awesome process that I used to manage a couple large companies at the same time. And one of the things that we do in that process is celebrate what we got done the previous week. Just pat ourselves on the back because it's about the progress and the growth. It's never about the goal. So that's number one. That was That's what was going on when I look back on this. Second thing that was going on is I didn't have a vision for the future. I didn't know what I was going to do next. And like the good book says, without a vision, the people perish. I didn't know what I was going to do next. So that was number two. So you never achieve a big goal without having other goals lined up behind it. But the bigger thing was I'd been totally focused on me. Rod, 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 show the world I matter. Show the world I'm good enough. And, you know, so, but what luckily, you know, I'm not the kind of guy that's going to stay depressed. I went, I'm like, you know, screw this. Let me go buy some books, get my, get my mojo back. So I went and bought, you know, Dale Carnegie, Zig Ziglar, mm-hmm. but I bought a Tony Robbins book and I'm like, you know, I got about halfway through and I'm like, man, I really like this. So I went and saw him live, which I highly recommend by the way. Uh, but I saw that he fed families for the holidays and I'm like, what a concept, do something for someone else on day. You know, I've been totally focused on Rod, right? I had to, had mm-hmm. to prove something. So I went back and decided to feed five families for the holidays and I had a kind of a epiphany life-changing moment when this woman came out, saw the food, started crying, her kids started crying, I started crying. And, and I'm blessed to say that, Jack, over the last 20 years, we fed over 100,000 children for the holidays. And, I'm, and again, I'm not saying this to brag, because, but there's a punchline here. I'm, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to suggest to you in just a second, but just stay with me. You know, we've done tens of thousands of backpacks filled with school supplies to local children. It's astounding. We live in the greatest freaking country on earth and kids don't have the supplies they need for school. Um, I've done tens of thousands of teddy bears to local police departments for their officers to keep in their vehicles when they encounter a child that's been traumatized. 
And that's been my greatest gift. And so, listen, I'm going to tell you, those of you listening, if you're listening, maybe you've got blood dripping from your teeth. You want the success so bad. You know you want it. I'm here to tell you that if you want it faster, give back in some fashion. And you don't do it for that reason, but that's just the way the universe works. Whatever you give, you get back a hundredfold. You want love, give love. You want happiness, give happiness. You want money, give of your time or give some money. You'll get it back. Trust me, in spades. And, you know, what, what had happened was I was successful, but I was unfulfilled. Tony Robbins calls it the science of achievement versus the art of fulfillment because fulfillment really is an art, but it involves giving back. So if you're listening and you're like, yeah, I'll give back when I have money, big mistake, okay? You can do it right now. Pick a cause that, you, that juices you, children, the elderly, animals, the environment, whatever it is, and just give a little bit. It doesn't have to be much, just a little bit because, you know, we've been taught to happily achieve I'm sorry, to achieve, to be happy. We've been taught to achieve, to be happy. When you're giving back, you're happily achieving, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and you're going to get there faster. Trust me, you don't do it for that reason, but you get there faster because it comes back to you. And, and, you know, I interview people on my podcast. You know, my, we just broke 10 million downloads. I'm really proud of that. And, we're, you know, it's going really well. And I interview, you know, some of the best operators in the world in multifamily, billionaires, uh, mega millionaires, and, and sometimes I'll come across one that I recognize is just like I was back then, still totally focused on themselves. And they're very good at hiding it sometimes, but I can, because it was me, I can, I can see it. And I feel sorry for them because they're truly not successful. Anyway, I'll get off my soapbox, but, but please, if you're serious about success, happily achieve by picking something and giving back a little bit, it, it's, it'll come so much faster and you'll be so much happier. No, I, I I can't say enough. In fact, you've kind of left me a bit speechless here today with some of this. Uh, uh, I do want to point out, you know, you mentioned your podcast, and I don't think we did that justice when we kicked this thing off. Um, so if uh, you haven't checked out uh, Rod's podcla- podcast, please do so. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's I was, called lifetime cash flow through real estate investing. In fact, if you go on your iPhone and you put in real estate, I usually come up number one or two next to bigger pockets, which I just went to Denver and interviewed last week, uh, with bigger pockets, my friends, but, but, but yeah, it's called lifetime cash flow. And then here's the other thing, even if you don't like multifamily and that's not what you're going to do, I do these clips called loan your power and they're motivational. They're like five minutes. So if you if you listen to me on your way to work on Monday morning, I promise you'll be juiced. Okay, and 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 because I talk about every topic, fear, you know, uh, taking action, goals, your whys, all these all these motivational topics, and I've got hundreds of them on there. And I think that's pretty. I'm pretty sure that's why the podcast has been so successful, because people don't remember what you said, but they remember how you made them feel. And those episodes, you you, you dig deep because you know they're inspiring and. You know, but let me say this as well. If you're listening to Jack, you're a leader. There's no question, okay? And right now, more than ever, the world needs leaders. And so be very careful what you're bringing in because there are people watching you, even if you're just leading your family. And for God's sakes, don't get me started on the freaking news, the fake news or or politics. Just, you know, and news isn't there to inform us. It's there to startle us. So be careful with that and bring in the good stuff like my own your power clips or go on YouTube. There's so much inspiration there. Bring in the good stuff, stand guard at your mind and just, you know, be careful what you allow in because, 
you know, that's how you stay focused on what you want. You know, it's so easy to, to, to get to focus on what you don't want, but whatever you focus on is what's going to get bigger, positive or negative. I'll get people to call me and say, I'm trying to get out of student loan debt. I'm like, wrong statement. Focus on the money so the debt's irrelevant. You know, like they asked Mother Teresa if she was anti-war. She said, no, I'm pro-peace. See, it, focus is so critical. So anyway, sorry, I, I went off on a side note again there. No, that was beautiful. I can't, I can't say that enough. I mean, uh, I, I can't, I, I can't stress and, and it's hard for me to verbalize how important it is regarding this mindset. And it's the reason why I usually it drives my family crazy, but I'm usually walking around the house with a podcast playing or an audiobook playing or something. You, we, we talk about how important it is to, to make sure you select those five peers wisely because you do become the people you hang out with the most. Absolutely. I mean, that is, that's absolute, but it also is absolute regarding what you're consuming, what you're filling your head with. It's just like same with food, whatever, you know, whatever, whatever comes in has got to, you know, is going to in fact affect you positively or negatively. I mean, you know, this uh, guys, those of you listening, you know that, I mean, you know, and, and I'm, and in that regard, it's do as I say, not as I do. Cause I have a sugar, I'm a sugarholic and it, you know, and I complain about it with my wife. She's like, shut up. You did it to yourself. Just own it. <laughs> but anyway. you know, you know, another thing that I want to point out too, is that I run into quite a few people and you probably to do as well, where you there's, they're constantly wrestling with this analysis paralysis. It's that, they 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 keep consuming, but they don't. No, they they're, don't. they're typically analytical, and and, and, anal- and I will tell you, my most successful students are the ones that are most analytical. But they have to check off every freaking box, and unfortunately, very often they don't take action, and it's sad. And so, you know, those of you that that know that know who I'm talking to here, I'm going to tell you, don't fear failure. Fear being in the same freaking place a year from now that you are right that you are right now unless you absolutely love where you are right now. And so listen, you got to take that first step. Like Dr. Martin Luther King said, take that first step, the next step will be revealed. Lao Tzu, thousands of years ago, the journey of 1000 miles begins with a single step. You got to you got to push yourself through that fear. And that's why you've got to have that burning desire like Napoleon Hill says in Think and Grow Rich. And that's what you get from goal setting and, and really associating with what you want. And make sure that your spouse is doing it as well. And you're aligned there. Make sure you're aligned because you've got to have that support at home as well. But you've got to push yourself past that fear. And that's what analysis paralysis is, is fear. And, and you know, and so you've, you've just got to push through it because I promise you it's freaking worth it. Work like most people won't for a few years. You'll live the rest of your life like most people can't. That's not hyperbole. It's real. But you got to yeah. take that first step. And, 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 you know, you can drive all the way across the United States at night with your headlight only seeing 50 feet in front of you. And you know you'll make it. You might hit some obstacles, but you know because it's been done before. It's the same way with your goals. And, you know, it's not going to be a straight line. And, and you don't have to see the whole road. Okay, you just take that step. Next one will be revealed. I, you know, I see it with my, my students. You know, I've, I've been teaching for three and a half years and I've got this warrior mentorship program where the, those are my, these are my coaching students, my warriors. They are approaching 45,000 doors owned and I've only been teaching three and a half years. I'm really proud of that. I mean, I, I'm really proud of that. But the point is, it might take them six to eight months to get that first deal, even a year sometimes. And they're pissed off and stressed and frustrated. And then the next thing you know, they got six of them because that it was that law of the first deal. It's the scariest. It takes the longest. It's the most stressful. And after that, they're like freaking dominoes, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, 
but you got to take that first step. Those of you listening, you know who you are. Just go make it happen. It's so freaking worth it. You and your family deserve it. Yeah, that domino deal thing is always, it, it always makes, puts a smile on a person's face. Like that, that first deal is always the hardest, but as soon as it happens, that's a perfect example of the mindset thing we've been talking about or you've been talking about here today. As soon as it happens, now your mind, you've conditioned that it's possible. And it becomes way easier. Oh, it, it's, it's like, oh, shit, is that all there was? Man, why did you know? And it's interesting on my podcast. This is kind of interesting as well, just as a sidebar. You know, I always, well, not always, but almost always ask this question of the people that have thousands of doors. You know, if you could tell your 18-year-old self something, what might you do differently? And it's all, and I know the answer. It's always the same answer, but I want my people to hear it. It's go bigger, faster, because it's that whole fear thing. People think like they have to start with a duplex and then do a 10 unit, then you 100. You can go straight to 100. There are a few people that have done it. But, um, you know, as an aside, anyway. Yeah. No. Well, I can't thank you enough. This oh, has been pleasure, awesome. It's great to see you again. And, and, and if anything gets people out of analysis paralysis, setting these goals, setting those acknowledging the pain that is is associated with it i mean that's what that's what's required to motivate and breaking free of not taking you know, that action you know tony robbins does his exercise he calls it the dickens process where he takes people and associates them with the pain of not taking action or making a change and he takes them out 3 years 5 years 10 years very very powerful exercise but you know, that's a good thing that you brought that up. Associate with that. Those of you that aren't taking action, associate with where your life will be if you don't take action. Very important. Um, and by the way, at my boot camps, I spend a lot of time on the mindset. I spend a lot of time on on getting people to actually take action with what they learn. I mean, if it was just the knowledge, there'd be, like I said, a bunch of wealthy librarians and college professors. You got to actually do it. And so I spend a lot of time helping you create your identity and, and forward pacing and, you know, determining the kind of person it's going to take to, to make it happen. And we spend a lot of time on it and we still, you know, get it all in. I mean, from finding deals to managing deals and everywhere in between building a team and evaluating and financing and raising equity, everything, every piece of it. But the mindset piece is really, really important because again, you have to take action with what you learn. So, right. So once again, your boot camp is May twenty second, twenty third. Yep, and text the word multifamily to seven two three four five. If you use the if the price has gone up over a hundred bucks, use the code Rod Friend, and you can still come for ninety seven dollars. I don't sell anything there. It's eighteen hours of training. It wipes me out. It usually takes me a week to recover. But you know, we have three panels every day. I usually have about two to three billion in assets represented by the panelists that are answering questions. I mean, it is kick-ass. It's really, really good. I've never had a complaint other than the breaks are too short, you know, because I do 15-minute breaks because uh, I'm trying to pack everything in. But beyond that, never had a complaint. I, I, I it's, it's quite the bargain. I mean, I, I can't, I can't uh, stress that enough. And thank you. Uh, please uh, take Rod up for that. And Always end is, was there any last minute uh, question you wished I would have asked you here today? No, that's a good question to ask. Um, no, I covered focus and peer group and leadership. You know, those are key points, you know, especially in this time of COVID. One last thing, you know, you might have to innovate right now. Did I talk about that and, 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 and just no. and, and pivot? You know, maybe you're struggling and your, your business is struggling or where you work is struggling and you've got to innovate and pivot. And I had to, you know, I, I had to go from a live event to a live stream event, scared the hell out of me. We had 800 people scheduled to appear and like, what are we going to do now? We can't give that money back. I don't want to give that money back. And so I pivoted and, and, and turned in 
to a, a positive. And so don't be afraid of it. I guess I would tell you, you know, if you have to reinvent yourself, just go do it. It's okay. Be, be, most successful companies in history were born in tough times. So you, you got this. And, 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 and I will tell you, you know, you bringing, you know, like I was able to recover from losing $50 million because I had all that experience and knowledge. So it's much faster coming back. And that I'm sure that applies to you listening as well that are maybe struggling a little bit. If you sure. are, if you are. Yeah. So I, I think you epitomize, you know, I, I've, I mentioned one of the things that I repeat on the show, but the last thing I'll say is that, again, you can put in that 10,000 hours and become an expert or learn from some of those people who have already made that investment. And I can't stress enough that that's what you have here with Rod. So well, make sure you. you head over and uh, take a look. Rodcleaf.com. Well, actually, real estate with Rod is easier because my name's hard to spell. Just go to real estate with Rod, and uh, and and you'll be connected to everything that I have. A ton of free material there too, ton of videos and books and articles and things that'll help you. It's all free. So, well, I mean, you'd get a real estate investing degree just going through your your Thank podcast. You. So, lifetime Thank cash flow through real estate. Make sure you check that out. Like and subscribe. Help. Uh, spread the word. I, I can't thank you enough again, Rod. I hope we can do it again. Thanks, Jax. Great to see you, brother. Take care. This has been the REI Mastermind Network. You can already tell that we've made some changes and a few more are on the way. If you are interested in what we have planned, head over to patreon.com REI Mastermind and support the show today. Financial contributions are always appreciated along with a like, share, and review. It really helps us grow and reach more people with this valuable information. See you next time and tell a friend.